0: You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale.
1: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale. And uh, today's guest is an entrepreneur, a consultant, and a coach who has unlocked the power of a social network that... You know, I, I believe is frequently overlooked as a really incredible lead source for many different businesses. Now, the network I'm talking about is LinkedIn, and the expert I'm talking about is Dave Roganmoser. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dave to the show. Dave, thanks for taking the time to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, man. It's great to be
1: here. Awesome. Now, I always like to start off the podcast here uh, with your story as an entrepreneur. You know, how did you get started? What was your journey um, to become, you know, the expert that I'm interviewing here on the show today?
0: Yeah, man. So I was kind of thinking about this and my first ever business was as a six-year-old, I actually sold beer (laughs) uh, one afternoon. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was like a kindergartner, and it was summer after kindergarten, I was a little strapped for cash. And I, you know, I guess I had that little entrepreneurial bone and started thinking, okay, well, what can I, what can I sell to go make some money? And I thought, well, I know there's, you know, some of these cans of, you know, this beer stuff in the garage. And so I went and <laughs> took some of those, loaded it up into my red wagon. And I don't know if this is like the little like future marketer in me that did this, but I arranged them all in the shape of the Eiffel Tower for some reason. And I called it Eiffel Tower Beer Sales. And then I just started walking up and down the street trying to, uh, trying to sell these cans of beer to my neighbors. And I actually did sell one can. It was one can, 50 cents. And then I think they just called my parents right after that and they came and got me. <laughs> that was kind of the end of Eiffel Tower Beer Sales. Oh. But, uh it, that, was a, it was a profitable business.
1: That's awesome. I, I think that's the best first entrepreneurial story <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you're probably breaking laws along the way. I'm sure mom and dad were happy that you raided their <laughs> raided their beer stash. Um, fantastic. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think some people, you know, are kind of born entrepreneurs. Others kind of, you know, train themselves and become, become them. But I, I think I'm definitely more the guy who's like always like looking to like make a buck, you know, even early on. Yeah. Even if it meant selling Beer. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, man. And it was was about probably two years ago um, that I was working a job um, at a university and, you know, enjoyed it. But I really kind of felt this itch like, gosh, I've got to go out there and start my own thing. Like I just kind of really, like I couldn't get away from it almost. You know, it was just like beating at me all the time. And so I started to um, kind of look for opportunities and actually wrote down on this note card you know, that by the age of 30, I wanted to be financially free through starting multiple profitable businesses and creating passive income and kind of signed that and dated that. Um, and that was, yeah, about two years ago today, actually. Um, and I started carrying that around in my pocket and ended up going to a wedding about a month later, and I'd kind of been reading the note card every day, had no idea how that stuff would happen, um, ran into this guy at a wedding who I'd seen like once before, we just kind of started chatting, and he said he was starting an online business. And long story short, I think it kind of clicked there because I was like carrying this thing around, I was like, wait, maybe this is my opportunity to kind of get into business. And ended up kind of with him doing a little bit of a partnership and kind of starting my own software company um, two years ago kind of totally failed, I mean, built it all up, kind of invested like $10,000 into it, my life savings essentially, and found out nobody really wanted to use it, which I think is probably a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, <laughs> first uh, venture type deal. You know, yeah, I totally could have asked along the way. I totally could have pre-launched it, you know, pre-sold it, all of those things. But I just, I was just so upside down and like doing things in the right order. I thought, you know, the most important things were get a website up, Pick a cool name. I bought like a logo off of 99 Designs for like $300. Like <laughs> I could have made it on Word, you know, just in Microsoft sure. Word in like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then got some business cards. And I was like, boom, I'm an entrepreneur now. I've got a business. And the money did not follow uh, shortly after, like I assumed it would. So, yeah, that was kind of my, uh, you know, I ended up quitting my job and kind of launched into this then about, you know, a year and a half ago. And put the software business on pause and that's how I kind of got, you know, shifted into internet marketing consulting and, you know, working with other small businesses, you know, both locally and around the United States. And, uh, and that's kind of the business that's taken off, I suppose.
1: Fantastic. So now before we drill down into the specifics on, on LinkedIn, you know, let's start with the basics. Okay. Now, LinkedIn's a bit of a different beast than the other social networks. And and again, I said it earlier, because I because of this, I think many business overlook it as a way to get new customers and clients. Uh, now you've been using this very successfully, and have sort of pioneered a few really cool strategies in there that's worked really well for you. But before we dig into that, let's start off with, you know, who should be using LinkedIn from your perspective, what kind of businesses can benefit from this network?
0: Yeah, well, I think, you know, in marketing, you've got to start, you know, with, you know, the basics. And one of those is, you know, who is your target audience? And and where do they hang out? You know, what are the channels that can reach them? So, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, you need to be on every channel. Instagram's hot. Pinterest is hot. You know, Periscope's hot. Like, I think you can only choose a few and do them really effectively.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so a, a lot of people probably shouldn't be on LinkedIn. And you could, you know, focus in and get, you know, great results on Instagram. You know, but I think if you ask that question, you know, who is my target audience and, and where, you know, are they located? And especially if you're targeting, you know, if you're kind of B2B, LinkedIn's going to be, you know, a much better place to be than you know, say Instagram or maybe even Facebook, um, you know, it's B2B sort of reaching out to other companies. If you're looking for CEOs, people like that, you kind of need to hit a certain decision maker. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn has worked really well. You know, we do do a lot of stuff on Facebook, but really the best results that we're getting are all through LinkedIn because I'm trying to reach out to other owners, CEOs, um, marketing executives, people like that. And uh, and LinkedIn's just kind of the best way that I, I feel like people are, are warm to those types of connections over LinkedIn. And they're warm to do business over LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, and uh, just to highlight what you just said there, they're warm to do business over LinkedIn. And that's, that's I think, a real differentiator with what LinkedIn is. Nobody goes to LinkedIn to Socialize or to see what their friends are up to, right? So it's it's a it's such a different mindset than a a Facebook or or an Instagram or something like that. And and to highlight another point, there is you know I think any business that's in the B two B space and trying to get at decision makers. Absolutely. LinkedIn is is by far the leader in that. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I haven't looked at any LinkedIn stats in, in a while. How big is that network right now? Do you know what the numbers are? I
0: don't actually know. I, I looked it up like a week ago and I don't remember what the number is, but it is growing pretty rapidly. And so it, it almost seems like a little bit of this like underdog kind of slowly growing, you know, everyone's talking about you know instagram or whatever linkedin is really gaining you know some market share there so it really is pretty big now
1: yeah it is and i mean it's always going to be niche um to to the professionals and and i think that's a good thing um and I think what's happening now is more and more people are realizing that it is a great lead generation tool. I think in its infancy, um, and even today, you know, one of their primary revenue models is is recruiting. I mean, people look at it as you know that's where I put my resume to to go out there and and find employment um, and to network. Now, the, which brings me to my next question for you, and this is this is sort of the clarification points. Um, because again, I think LinkedIn is less understood than most of the other networks from an advertising perspective. Uh, so as a business, you know, if you're trying to reach out to B2B, you're trying to connect with decision makers uh, for your business, or your consultant trying to get new leads, uh, what are the tools that people using LinkedIn should be uh, focused on to market themselves or market their business?
0: Yeah, so, you know, obviously there's the advertising on LinkedIn, which would be similar to advertising in Twitter, Facebook, and these other ad channels. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, we haven't done a lot in LinkedIn advertising. And I know, you know, hundreds of internet marketers, and I'm sure you know, you know, thousands and thousands. To be honest with you, I don't run into people that are doing a whole lot of paid advertising on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're saying hanging out in different Facebook groups or different, you know, conferences or whatever, but I don't see a lot of people that are really doing that. Obviously, you know, it can work, and if you do it right, um, you know, it can be a good fit, but we've really figured out ways to monetize and leverage LinkedIn using more organic means, and so we're not actually even using paid traffic. Um, the way we've been doing it has been more about You know, connecting with the right people, you know, certain messages that we send out to those people, you know, that warrant a response, different ways to kind of set up and structure my profile on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. um, that then generates interest and peaks interest really quickly. And so it's more, you know, in the basics and some of the fundamentals of LinkedIn than it is about how to, you know tweak an ad campaign, if you will.
1: Yeah, okay, so let's dig in there because I think that's where the gold is. And um, so you... You mentioned two things there, uh, profile and connecting with the right people. So uh, let's start with profile and then let's dig into strategies to connect with people to get their attention. So, uh, but let's start with profile because everybody starts on LinkedIn with a profile. And again, I think most people treat it like a virtual resume. Um, and, you know, I've listened to to stuff that you. I've listened to some of your teaching and uh, you've taken a bit of a different approach with the, uh, with a profile. So let's talk about that. When somebody starts a profile with the the goal of getting leads, um, connecting with people, what do they need to do with their profile?
0: Yeah. So when when I first started kind of maneuvering into LinkedIn, figuring out how to make it work, you know, I realized, I mean, LinkedIn's kind of a stiff place. Like LinkedIn's like not, it would not be a very fun party to go hang out at. <laughs> Everyone's like a little stiff. They got their suits on, they've got their yeah. like college, like, like profile picture, you know, behind the like, you know, little backdrop and yeah. like everyone kind of enters into it. Obviously, there's a lot of like new grads and stuff kind of flooding into it. And it's just like a very stiff place. And I kind of operate under the belief that it's it's hard to do business in that formality and that most of, you know, the best business deals I've done, most of the best connections I've made are not are not kind of confined to this formal relationship. You know, most most good things that happen, I feel like, are once it kind of breaks out of the informality. And so I was really like, well, if we're going to do this, there's really an opportunity here to take a little bit more informal approach and kind of break some rules because that's the only way we're going to get, you know, found. And I've never really been like, the, the total rule follower guy, you know, I've got all my buddies from college that were all like super into their resume and going to all these, you know, networking events at school. I was never really that guy. I'm more like, okay, how do I kind of find the work or how do I find the back door into this thing? And so I I could never beat those guys on LinkedIn anyway, even if I wanted to kind of play the formal route. So like, okay, I've got to take a different approach. And, And yeah, that's when I kind of thought, okay, LinkedIn is not so much A resume, like my profile is not a resume. It's not just a place that you go throw everything you've ever done onto this page because it's just not effective. Because what I was learning in in internet marketing and conversion rates and whatnot is you've got to have a single goal with your website. And so I switched from the idea of my LinkedIn being a resume to it being more of a sales page. And there needs to be sales copy on there. And I need to think about it the same way I would think about a landing page that I'm building or think about a website is, is what's a conversion for this profile? What would it mean for somebody to come and hit my profile? What would they want to see in order for them to message me, which is what I would consider a conversion to be. And so I think even just having people shift from that mindset of, oh, this is a resume for people to, you know, come and just look for everything I, you know, I've ever done to more of, okay, what's a conversion? And how do I kind of make the entire profile based around the idea of, I just want somebody to message me or maybe it's call you or maybe it's click through to your website. Once you kind of get that goal, everything else kind of, you can kind of break every other rule that LinkedIn has. And you can start to, to see things that, you know, LinkedIn wouldn't necessarily want you to do, but there's opportunity to do. And, and that creates, you know, a gap in the market and that creates a little bit of a competitive advantage in how you set up your LinkedIn page. So that's a little bit of like the mindset I think I've had behind it. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really effective. Um, some of the practical ways that I've done that, um, probably the two biggest. So, you know, on your LinkedIn, um, you know, you've got your profile. And then at the top, everyone just puts their name, you know, their name and their title. So yeah. mine would say Dave Rogan Moser, CEO of Market Results. And one, like nobody cares about any of that. Like Dave Rogan nobody nobody cares what my name is. CEO I mean I was putting CEO on things like you know five years ago saying I was a CEO so like that doesn't really mean anything out there anymore and, uh, and again nobody knows my company and so I was like okay I've got to use this real estate that's at the very top of the page I've got to use it a little differently I've got to figure out a way to make this effective for people to come and see um, and so what I did was I, and people can do this you know it's probably the easiest tweak you can make is is put your name you know so LinkedIn has it set up as you can have a, a box for your first name and a box for your last name mm-hmm. We'll take your first and last name and put it in that first box. It's for your first name. And then the second box next to your name, put what you do. And so right now I've got Dave Roganmoser Facebook ad expert right there at the top, where everybody else says their name, I've got my name and kind of a title here. Uh, and, and so what that does is, you know, anytime I go look at someone's profile, anytime somebody does a search and my name comes up, now they can see exactly what I do, you know, right there um, in that one box. So I've kind of doubled my real estate. At this point, you know, so far, just by making that one little tweak. And uh, and again, Facebook ad expert, that's for kind of catching people's attention. People that you know are looking for Facebook will see that and they think, Oh yeah, I've been I've been wanting to get into Facebook. And you know, I've heard a lot about that. Maybe this guy would be you know worth chatting with. Uh, and then the second thing that I do is down below that, instead of putting your title, instead of putting CEO of you know whatever company, I ask a question and I try to create a little hook here. And so right now I say, feel like your marketing dollars aren't quite working. Let me show you how profitable Facebook ads can be. And, and just that question, again, it's a hook. I want to stir up something inside of them that, you know, they'll, they'll answer that first question with their with a little yes in their head. Yeah, I kind of feel like my marketing dollars aren't quite working. And then it's a call to action. Hey, let me show you how profitable Facebook ads can be. They know that I'm wanting to engage with them about this. You know, if they'll kind of click through, you know, check out the rest of my profile, they could then find out you know, how profitable Facebook ads would be and that pain would be solved by talking to me. So just those two little things right there, um, you know, there's a ton more that we can go into if you want to kind of dive, you know, through the whole profile. Uh, But those two things right there, I think make the biggest difference and have generated a lot of new business just from people seeing that and then wanting to reach out to me. You
1: know, that's huge. And uh, first of all, I love the fact that you hack that whole first name, last name thing, right? Like how to double your real estate, put your first, you know, for everybody listening, you know, that's brilliant put your first and last name in the first name and use the last name for effectively a benefit of the what's in it for the person. And, you know, it's funny. I, I'm actually, I pulled up your LinkedIn profile while, while, while you're talking here and... um it's great because effectively, it's acting like a headline and a subheadline, right? So anybody in the whole marketing world here, what's the most important element of a web page when people land on it? That question of what's in it for them, right? And uh, using the headline, using the subheadlines to grab people's attention. That's exactly what you've done here. So um, I-, I love that. Now uh, you-, you said, do we want to dive deeper into some of the other stuff? Absolutely, let's do it. So you know, as we're working down the
0: profile, what else have you got? Yeah, so probably the next biggest thing would be um, the summary. Mm-hmm. Again, people's summaries are so boring. Like, and it's so easy to get caught up in ourselves that we think people just want to read all about us. Like, nobody wants to read you know, five big paragraphs about you. You know, I don't even want to read five paragraphs about me. I would never, I would never <laughs> read that in anybody else's stuff. And so it's like, why do we think people want to like dive through these things? And so, you know, what I did again, I just took the, the sales page, the sales letter mentality and applied it to the summary. Yep. Instead of telling everyone everything about me, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, write some sales copy. And so, you know, I say, you know, hey, we are focused, we are laser focused on results and ROI with Facebook advertising for our clients. And just kind of a quick side thought, you know, I offer things more than Facebook advertising. You know, we'll do AdWords, we'll do SEO, you know, I think we used to kind of do some web design. We're kind of moving out of that. But basically, I'm just trying to pick one thing, one little hook that I hope will catch you know a person that's kind of right on the verge of getting into Facebook advertising, Mm -hmm. kind of right at that point. And so, you know, I used to do digital marketing consulting and I just said like, that's what we did. And that's true. But it's too broad. It's too vague. It wasn't hooking people enough. And so, that'd be a recommendation too is you know just pick one little thing that you do, and yeah, you know, a lot of people are not going to want Facebook advertising. But those that do are going to be that much more inclined to reach out. So that's why I'm saying Facebook all over our stuff, even though we actually offer you know more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you know I'm telling them you know we offer Facebook advertising, and then I basically give them a special offer. I say for all my LinkedIn connections, I have a special offer, and then I just give them a hook. You know I, I say hey you know. Contact me to reveal your top two to three competitors' marketing strategies for free. And if you qualify, you'll get five free high-quality phone call leads for free. And basically say, oh, I'll do this at no cost in exchange for testimonial in 20 minutes of your time. And so I'm giving them a call to action. I'm letting them know how to take the next step and engage with me and, and really what's in it for them. And I'm positioning myself you know, as an expert here. And so I'm saying, hey, I'm going to do this at no cost, but I want a testimonial you know, in 20 minutes of your time. And so I'm not just giving away hours of my time because experts don't do that, right? You can't just go, you can't go grab the, you know, the best, Brain surgeon in the world, and just you know, take up his day with questions. The experts are tough to get to, and so I've got to figure out a way. How do I, how do I reach out and give them a hook without just sounding desperate, without sounding totally free? Mm-hmm. So I just make it an exchange for a testimonial, which they would know is very valuable to me. Uh, so that's how I can kind of guard and protect, you know, the value of my time, um, and also, I guess, not make it seem like a sales pitch. Because yeah, you know, you don't, I don't, don't want to invite people into just some sales pitch in disguise. You've got to have real value that you're able to give them up front for all this to work.
1: Yeah, and that, that's brilliant. I, I love the way you've done that and for everybody listening here. So, you know, I, first of all, I'd say, you know, go go and search Dave Moser LinkedIn and you'll pull up his profile, right? So you can actually see what he's doing here. And uh, I love that you've created sort of this lead magnet that's, you know, I'm going to give you this for free, but you've given... You've given a reason why. So you're right. It doesn't sound desperate. And I think that's important. Now, I've got a question for you. Have you ever tried in that summary driving them to a specific web page to grab something versus contacting you?
0: Yeah, I have done that before. And right now, I think it's below that in projects. I don't know if you see that. Uh, Um, Yeah. That one has them come into. I think it's my clarity profile where I do some like coaching. I can actually schedule a call. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'll drive them to that. Uh, but then, yeah, I, I think it would work great to drive them if you got a landing page, you know, with an opt-in or whatever. You could definitely drive people to that. Um, yeah. Something we've kind of done in the past, and just right now, I'm kind of testing something different. But, mm-hmm. but, but exactly, that, that would work really well.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm curious though. You know, and this is the the the. Uh, the internet marketer in me that's saying, Hey, it'd be really interesting to split test that because I kind of like the way you've done it. And I think probably it's more conducive with what LinkedIn is. Um, you know, having them contact you uh, versus sending them to a web page to opt in for something. Uh, Again, I mean, I'm just I'm just making assumptions here. But, uh, you know, it's one of those ones that'd be an interesting one to kind of split test and see which is going to yield the best result. But I think your approach here is probably more conducive, and more in line with the mindset of people on LinkedIn and the networking that takes place there. Yeah, Um,
0: I'd I'd love to figure out a way to run some like real split tests on LinkedIn, you know, other than just doing one thing one week and another thing another week like whoever creates that plugin that allows me to split test (laughs) it i'm all in on that because yeah i mean that would totally be gold
1: yeah that's really interesting okay cool so and then below that you you have a link under projects that takes people obviously to uh to get something so okay so anything else on the profile page here
0: yeah well i think again just take that mindset of what's the goal here? What's the one goal I want people to take? And you can take it throughout everything. And so, you know, I had some, uh, I got some endorsements, you know, from other people I've worked with in the past that have kind of said, you know, things about me. Uh, I took off a lot of the things, a lot of the positions I've held over the last years. I took off a lot of them that aren't related to to marketing. You know, I I just wanted to declutter the page. You know, sure, I've worked other jobs. Sure, I've done other things in there. But, you know, do they care if in high school I worked at Champ Sports and sold shoes like no it doesn't help it doesn't help it at all like even if it doesn't hurt it it's not pushing it forward it's just kind of a distraction. And so yeah. what I recommend people is you know clean up your page, you know put relevant things on there that're going to help your cause and help your goal. And if something you know is not relevant, it's in a different industry that you're not in anymore, you know it's probably worth it just to kind of take it off or at least make it a lot smaller. And uh, And don't write out everything that you did and whatnot on there, so you can definitely you know change your you know uh experiences that you've had on there and then finally, what I tell people is you know with the endorsements and the skills at the very bottom, a lot of people still have you know Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, things like that on there, <laughs> which is like totally ridiculous. Nobody cares about that stuff at all, obviously uh so what I recommend people do is hop on there. And just put, you know, the ones that you really want to be noticed for, the ones you really want to grow in and go in and change those to be, you know, for me, it's entrepreneurship, digital marketing, marketing strategy, things like that. And then every time somebody views your profile, at least a lot of times, at the top LinkedIn kind of gives them the option to endorse you in like those top five uh, skills. And so... Just go do that here today and you'll start to build up over time. Like, I haven't even really done anything with the skills endorsements you know, in a while, and I'm getting up close to 100 on some of the endorsements. And that's just from people coming to my site and clicking endorse all. And that really does you know, start to add up. And, and what it does is it starts to show you um, when people are searching for people in your business. And so, if somebody hops on, a business owner hops on, and they type in you know, lead generation, and they're in the Washington D.C. area, which is where I'm located. It would be a lot more likely that LinkedIn is going to show me in that search, and that's a pretty targeted search. There, you know, whoever they click on, you know, that they like, they're going to message and probably work some deal together. And so, it's almost like SEO for your LinkedIn page, and starts to get you showing up in searches a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now. Uh, Now, I I just did a switch. So I I was looking at your page, unlogged into LinkedIn. Now I've logged into LinkedIn and uh, I'm looking at your page and your profile here. Now, one of the things once I'm logged in, I'm starting to see is all your posts. Um, So you have a series of posts on your profile page as well. Now, any thoughts on that? Is that worth it?
0: Yeah, I think it is worth it. Uh, These posts are really easy to do. And honestly, they're not that... They're not even that cool. Like they're helpful. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a internet marketer, you're gonna look at these and be like, those posts are so like basic and lame and whatnot. But to a business owner, you know, a local brick and mortar business owner, some dentist in town, he's gonna look at this and be like, wow, this is really cutting edge stuff. And all I did was go to some other people's blogs, read kind of what was happening in one month, kind of pull together a couple thoughts of just like new trends or new topics, things like that, and, and just kind of write up my own post really easily. Probably took Mm -hmm. half an hour to do it all. Um and then I go and post it. It It's actually the first time this is right when I was starting the LinkedIn stuff. This is probably back in March. I posted my very first post, I think it was called I guess it was January I'm looking at it here. Top four internet marketing trends to expect in twenty fifteen. And you know they're they're pretty basic. Just talking about hey mobile websites are going to be bigger. You know, social media strategy is not just you know a nice to have things like that. Yeah. It was like the next day that I had the first person I'd ever had ever reached out to me, asked me to come in and be interviewed for their podcast. Like, hey, I'm looking for experts in you know marketing trends, and you know, you here you're clearly established, and you've been talking about this on your LinkedIn. You know, do you want to come be interviewed for our show? And I was just kind of getting started in this, and just trying to do my research and put some stuff out there. So it was really kind of cool to see how quickly, even just putting a little bit of content out there on LinkedIn, got me actually turned into like two or three interviews from that. Uh, so it was pretty cool. So yeah, I don't I don't recommend you know putting a ton of time into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, even getting a couple posts up there, you know, I found has generated some some interest for me. You
1: know, and that that's interesting. And sort of go off on a tangent here. So for everybody listening, you know, if you want to get found and be invited to these things, so you know, publishing that article got you on a pod uh, on a podcast. And and as somebody that that has a show in a podcast. One of my primary tools for going out and, you know, connecting with different experts and stuff is LinkedIn. And so, you know, there's a whole other element there um, for getting noticed, which is good. And and I'm just looking at your posts, and there's one that is titled, Eating the beating heart of a cobra made me a better entrepreneur. And that sounds like a whole other interview (laughs) that we'll (laughs) we'll have to do. Yeah,
0: that was me eating the beating heart of a cobra while I was in uh, Vietnam and thinking... Gosh, I've got to figure out a way to work this into an article. Wow! (laughs) Yeah, that was that's a cool story. Yeah, maybe a whole different interview.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and a great headline because I was. (laughs) How can you not be uh, be intrigued by that? Um, (laughs) Okay, cool. So now let's take a shift away from the profile and let's talk about connecting because you know connecting on Facebook or sorry on LinkedIn is one of those things where you know I get I get hammered every day with connection requests of, um, you know, people I have no idea who they are. Uh, They're trying to connect with me just to, you know, whether it's to get at my network or whatever it is, I don't know. Um, But uh, what's the right way to approach LinkedIn from a connection standpoint and building your network?
0: Yeah, well, I'm guessing my answer is a little different than the the big wigs LinkedIn's answer. Uh, but a way that works that you know is effective and, and will get you business is is a little different technique that we've been using so I really come from the standpoint and believe that in business I think this is a Grant Cardone thought that you know your biggest problem is obscurity and so my biggest problem is that people don't know my name and Anytime somebody can see my name or see my picture, you know, that's a win right there. And so I'm not that worried about unprofessionalism. I'm not that worried about, you know, connecting with, you know, bunches of different people or looking at a bunch of profiles. I know when I first started LinkedIn, I think everyone's kind of like this you're on there and you're kind of sitting at your profile and you, you don't know what to do because you know if you click somebody else's profile, they're going to know that you looked at their profile. It's everyone's just kind of sitting on their LinkedIn because we don't want people to know we're looking at yeah, their profile. totally. And I don't, really, I don't really know what that is inside of us that doesn't want that. Yeah. Uh, now I want everyone to know that I've looked at their profile and I want them to look back at mine. And so kind of making that shift from thinking, you know, I don't want anyone to know I looked at their profile to, hey, that can only be a good thing. Um, really kind of opened me up to the new strategy we're using. So I started basically looking at, I would do a search, and I would do a search for you know, a CEO or, or an owner of roofing companies in Washington, D.C. area, kind of a radius, and then I would just pull up a list of them. And what I would do is I would just go through and I would look at all these different profiles, and I'd pull them open in new tabs. And knowing that some of them would see my profile, see that I looked at them, they would click back, and then hopefully they would reach out to me. So, I started doing this, and obviously, it's like super time intensive and laborious, but I just didn't know what else to do. And so, I'm opening these all up. And after doing that for a couple of days, I ended up having somebody message me back and say, Hey, Dave, you know, saw you looked at my profile. What a, what a coincidence. We were just looking for someone to do Facebook advertising for us. I'd love to hop on a call. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, like a total, you know, mindset shift. Like, this is amazing. Just because I looked at his profile, he thought it was the biggest coincidence ever that I just happened to be coming across his. And, uh, and yeah, kind of shortly after doing this, I ended up signing deals from LinkedIn for me to take over people's, you know, internet marketing forum. And it was so much easier and cheaper than all the other methods, um, I had done. And so I started thinking, well, how do we, how do we kind of scale this? Cause I just don't want to sit here all day. Do I get a virtual assistant to go through and look at profiles all day? What do I do? And found out there's actually several, uh, little like Chrome extensions or plugins that you can download that will look through profiles on autopilot. So, one, really? one, one that I use is called autopilot for LinkedIn. And, you know, there's there's other ones out there, eLinks, another one, you know, they're always kind of changing and shifting and whatnot. But what it does is it looks at a thousand profiles a day for me in, in the specific, you know, niche, looking at CEOs, owners, whatever I designate, and just goes through and views a thousand profiles. It's 7,000 in a week that I'm going through and viewing. And you know, a certain percentage of those are going to look back at my profile, a certain percentage of those are going to add me uh, as a connection request, a certain percentage of those are going to shoot me a message and say, hey, what a coincidence. I was really looking for this you know, and you have to look at my profile. And I'm just doing this by clicking start you know, every night and just runs while I'm sleeping for like four or five hours. And, and that's kind of what we shifted into and, and that's kind of how we drive traffic to my profile. So I'm thinking of the profile again as more of a landing page, more of a website, and I'm figuring out how to drive traffic to it. And this autopilot for LinkedIn, you know, is really kind of our means of generating traffic that uh, goes to the site.
1: That's brilliant. Uh, So yeah, so for everybody that's listening there, um, that was a, a massively valuable tip you just got because, you know. First of all, going through and viewing enough people manually, as you said, is going to take a long time. So using a simple Chrome extension called Autopilot for LinkedIn, so it'll do a thousand a day. And with that thousand a day, there's no issues with LinkedIn blocking it or anything like that.
0: Now, I don't want to be held liable for (laughs) it. But uh, if you go, maybe do 750 to be safe, okay. you know, yeah. I've had some people that have gone over a thousand, and I don't know how many they did fifteen hundred or whatever. Usually, it stops automatically. Yeah, some people have gotten you know kind of iced for a little bit or sandboxed for a little bit by Facebook or by LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, so do it at your own risk. But I run, yeah, I mean five to eight thousand a week, and yeah. had no problems with it. Wow, that's
1: incredible, fantastic. Okay, so. Now, as far as connecting goes, any, any other tips there? Uh, well, actually, here's, here's one tip for you or one question for you. And, and this is, I think, um, this is a, a question that I know people will be having is when somebody does reach out to you, somebody does connect with you, what is your, what is your first step with them?
0: Yeah, so I've had a couple different messages they'll use in various situations and for, yeah, for various people. But if somebody reaches out to me, what I'm looking to do is just hop on, I'm just trying to take it to a phone call. That's kind of my goal with most emails or any sort of online you know, text-based communication. I'm trying to move it over to a phone call just because so much more happens on a phone call, I feel like, and so I'm moving every email off to a phone call, I'm moving my LinkedIn messages. I'm just trying to hop on to you know, typically a five to 10 minute phone call just to see if there's a good fit here. And so again, I'm trying to represent myself as an expert. I'm trying to represent myself not as this you know, desperate marketing guy, and and so I'm, I always think through, okay, how would an expert respond to this? And mm-hmm. so I'm just saying, hey, why don't we just get on a, a five, 10-minute phone call. I'd love to hear about your business and just see if there's a way I can help you. And then I mentioned two times. And I mentioned specific times. You know, even if the next three days are wide open, I'm like, hey, how about two days from now? I've got you know half an hour from 2 to 2.30. And you know, I found that doing that works a lot better than... Just saying, hey, the next three days are open. You know, shoot me some times that work for you. I'm trying to take control here uh, yeah. and, and get it off onto a phone call. So that's one thing that I'll do uh, when I'm reaching out to people. Say they haven't messaged me and, and they're you know cold, and maybe I'm, I connected with them. You can only message people on LinkedIn once they're a connection, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of times I'm just connecting with people that have viewed me back. So if anyone's viewed my profile, I'm going back and connecting with them because I want to send them a message. And so I'll just go through and I'll, I'll message them, and I'm looking for a way to add value up front and a way to, again, get onto a short phone call. And so I basically do the same call to action I have in my summary where I, I'm asking them if they want to see what their top competitors are doing online. And then you know, asking them you know, if they'd like to see that, I'll kind of have my team work it up. And I'm just shooting them you know, a couple sentence message that's you know, scripted, pre-scripted and just seeing who all responds back yes. And once they respond back yes, again I'll try to move it over to a phone call, set up a time, um, and go from there. And you know it, this this really does work in all sorts of things. So my mm-hmm. brother just graduated from college, and he spent the summer you know at home, and he's trying to figure out you know what he's doing with his life, and he wants to be in commercial real estate. So he was out um, out here visited me recently, and I was like, well, dude let me try something on LinkedIn to see if I can get you some jobs. And he'd done it like the whole standard way. I mean, he's going to career fairs and printing off his resume. And I'm like, let me just try this. So I go through and I type his name, Mike Rogan Moser. And you know, then I put in the subhead, seeking employment in commercial real estate. And I don't remember, I had like something funny next to that. in um, this is kind of the subhead up there. And then I just, I just kind of rewrote a summary just to say, hey, I, to, I tried to just catch their attention. It was like, you know, my whole life I wanted to be in commercial real estate. My friends wanted to be astronauts. I wanted to be a commercial, you know, real estate agent. And just kind of tried to be like a little bit funny, a little bit, you know, quirky, but kind of catch their attention Then gave them a call to action, gave them the phone number, said, hey, call me or message me here. And, and then we like left for dinner. And I went and ran this autopilot thing for like half an hour. So I probably, you know, looked at a couple hundred profiles, maybe 150, 200. And we came back and he left his phone at home. And in that half hour, 45 minutes, he already had two voicemails from people who had connected with him and said, hey, I'm in the commercial real estate space. I'd love to chat and and see if we can, you know, find some way to work together on this. Just from that. And again, my brother had done all the old ways and going in and just doing a few things on LinkedIn. Uh, We all, by the way, we also looked up. You know, they did a commercial real estate search in his area, kind of a radius, and just added everybody on there. So probably added 30 people um, before we rolled out. And then yeah, I mean, had two voicemails, ended up going in like, a couple days later for another interview, and then there was another interview after that with a whole different company. And it was from like 45 minutes of work. So this, this work's not just in like going out there and getting clients, not just in going out there and starting your business, but even if you're looking for a job, you know, this can work well for you. It all comes down to the positioning and the copy. That's incredible.
1: That's brilliant. Okay, so I, I've got one last question for you, sort of in, in, in the same vein that we're at. Now, you mentioned that you can't, uh, you can't message somebody until they're connected with you, right? Right. Now, but you can pay LinkedIn to, to subscribe to their, I forget what's called, inbox messaging or where X amount a month you can send a message to people that you're not connected with, correct?
0: Yeah, that's, yeah called InMail.
1: InMail, that's it. InMail. Now, what's your? Have you used InMail versus uh, the approach you're taking? Waiting for that connection?
0: Yeah, I've never actually used InMail that much. I am mean, I think I get like 15 credits a month because you know I've got a premium account. Um, but yeah, I'm looking to spend you know, or send way more than 15. So InMail is good, but it also it also kind of LinkedIn separates it from all the other messages. And so it's clearly an in mail. It's clearly somebody that's not connected to you, kind of trying to like reach out and snipe you. And so all of people in mail me. And I kind of find they're not as, I don't know, I just don't respond to them as well as I probably respond to an actual message from a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly works, but you can only get like 15 or 30, and then it gets expensive. Yeah. Um, so I found, yeah, I just kind of wait to connect with people organically, and then it's just yep. free.
1: Yeah, and, and, and to that point, I think the psychology behind what you're doing is better. You know, you're, you're creating a way that they're reaching back out to you, um, which is smart. And I think that's a, that's a very good approach. All right, well, um, my la- actually, my last question for you, uh, Dave, is, is, you know, if people want to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, uh, where do they go?
0: Yeah, totally. So you know, people can reach out to me, email me at Dave at themarketresults.com. That's our kind of agency site. Um, and I'd love to answer any questions, hop on a quick call and you know help you out, set up your LinkedIn and all that. I really think this stuff's a lot of fun. So yeah, I would be happy to help out there. And then yeah, if anyone's you know interested in you know doing more consulting or learning kind of how to start you know their own internet marketing deal, um, they can head over to 6 sixksuccess.com. That's number six K Success. Dot com, and that's where we do a lot of, you know, free trainings. I'll do some LinkedIn trainings. I'll talk about you know, how to kind of line deals or yeah, line deals up and close them and, uh, and kind of fulfill, you know, on your own consulting business. And so, yeah, I'd love to chat with anybody that, that just needs a little help. All right. Well,
1: Dave, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing so generously.
0: Yeah, you bet, man. This has been a ton of fun and uh, yeah, I hope it's been helpful. Fantastic! All right, everyone. That was
1: Dave Rogan And uh, again, if you are, if you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're in the B two B market. Uh, you know, L- LinkedIn is a massively powerful platform for generating new leads into that business. And uh, uh, you know, I think Dave just kind of blew my mind here because he's taken a completely different approach to it. And uh, I, I mean, this this is, if I was going to call this podcast anything, it was it's basically hacking LinkedIn, right, to, to get uh, incredible results. So uh, once again, everybody, I want to thank you for uh, taking part in this podcast and listening here today. And of course, uh, if you liked what you hear, please send head over to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Or if you're listening on SoundCloud, do the same thing. And as per usual, uh, we will post any links that were mentioned mentioned here in the podcast, uh, in the show notes, which you'll find at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, again, thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next episode.
0: You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale.